Hello, hello. This is Lucas coming back at you with another story. Um, today, we're going to be talking about a Lyft story. Um, I've been driving for Lyft now for two years, and I have a handful of stories in my mind uh, from my times driving. Uh, one of them that uh, stands out is the time that I got scammed out of a ride, and I also was at fear for my life. Um, so it all takes place on a fairly slow Friday night. Uh, it's probably like, I would say like 6 30 PM middle of the winter cold, um, roads are okay. Uh, but I'm in need of a bathroom and in need of a cup of coffee. So I head into McDonald's in which I use their facilities and then go to their touchscreen kiosk. And while I'm staying at the kiosk, I see this guy, African-American guy, um, fairly well-dressed, and he is talking on the phone, and he's he's talking quite loud, um, and he's basically saying that um, one of his vehicles uh, he has locked himself out of, and he needs to get a ride to get another vehicle in order to do something. And the way that he was talking, it was very obvious that he, um, it, it almost came across as if he wanted someone to hear him. I, it was very strange because it was, it was loud and it was very detailed. Um, and I didn't think anything of it. I continued to order stuff on the kiosk. And then before I know it, I hear, I hear someone say, you know, um, say, Hey, you you drive for Lyft, right? And I'm thinking, you know, someone wants a ride. So I turn and it's it's the well-dressed gentleman. And he's saying that he needs a ride down to Keystone and that he'll give me $50 cash. And he's holding a wad of money in his hand. And I look at the money, I look at the guy and I think, you know what? I've had not the best night. I have not been killing it. And I would like that $50, uh, for doing a two minute ride. So I tell the guy, yeah, I can do that. Uh, let me order my coffee and then we'll go. And he's like, okay, I'll go outside and have a cigarette. So we, so I order my coffee and, um, I start walking out and the cars, you know, 10 parking spaces down and I hear the guy, on the phone and he's basically saying the exact same thing that he said in McDonald's, like word for word, the exact same thing. And that's when I was like, Oh, that's very strange that he's, he's repeating himself like, like as if he rehearsed this line or something. Um, and so he gets in the car and then, um, we start to leave McDonald's and he's like telling me that he works for uh, UPS. Um, no, wait, the postal service here works for you USPS. And I'm thinking USPS has personal cars and he's a driver for them and he works for them. And, and so that was the first sort of red flag. I've never heard of someone having a company car, um, and he explains how he uh, he came down to 
Broad Ripple, the area I was in, to have a drink. And he locked his key fob in the car, which, you know, is one of those things where I don't think you can do that. And he's like, yeah, I just have to run down and get a new key fob. Um, uh, and then I can get a new vehicle. Like his whole story started to like not make much sense. So about this time we are hitting uh, Keystone. He goes, okay, turn around on Keystone. And I'm thinking, okay, we're just going to go down maybe a block or two. And, you know, he's going to um, be like, okay, here we are. And so we end up, like I said, you know, we started on 62nd Street, went down to Keystone, and now we're passing 52nd Street. And I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of strange. And that's when he starts talking about like paying it forward and like this whole thing of giving and all this stuff. And, and then he starts talking about how it's his birthday and, um, you know, he's just grateful to be alive and blah, blah, blah. And that's when he pulls out like these charging cables and he goes, you got Android? I'm like, yep. And he goes, okay, well, I'm gonna pay it forward. I'm gonna give you these Android charging cables. Um, and he goes, these are worth $50. And I'm like, that's odd that he said the same amount that he said he was going to give me, he said was the price of the charging cables. So I'm thinking that's a little strange. And about this point, we're now passing 42nd street. And now I'm like, okay, how much further? And he goes, Oh, it's, it's just up here. It's just up here. And I go, are we going to be passing fall Creek? And he's like, yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, fall Creek is, um, right around, uh, 32nd street. So uh, now we've gone from 62nd and we're going to be going past 32nd street, which means we have no, we're no longer just going to the corner and dropping off a guy for $50. Now we're driving. And, um, about that time, he gets a phone call on a flip phone. And I don't know about you guys, but when I see someone who's not a celebrity um, using a flip phone, I immediately am like, oh, very strange. Why are you using a flip phone? Doesn't make any sense. So then he he gets on the phone and he explains the whole scenario once again, almost like I said, as if he rehearsed it. And that's when he's telling his um, brother that it's his birthday and the brother's like, it's your birthday. And he's like, yeah, it's my birthday. So now I'm questioning whether it's really even his birthday or not. And um, he starts talking to his brother about something and uh, then ends up hanging up the phone. And that's when we pass fall Creek and we continue to go down um, down Keystone and Indiana, which is where I live, you know, it has good areas, it has bad areas, and then it has crappy areas. Um, but by no means does it have like Chicago bad areas, which is, you know, one of those things that you say, because most people understand what you're referring to when you say Chicago bad. Um, but we definitely have some sketchy areas where you don't really want to be doing anything too crazy and you kind of want to just drive through it and not stop um, and knock it out of your car and not go into a gas station. Um, 
And we're heading towards one of those areas. And I'm thinking, okay, is this guy going to rob me? Is this guy going to, like, what is his motive? I, at this point, I realize I don't think he works for you, you, USPS at all. And I don't think that anything he's told me is the truth. And that's when I started to fear for my car, for my money. That's when I started to fear for everything. And about that time, um, he starts to roll the window down and cough like as if he has some kind of like illness. And he starts spitting out my window and I can see the spit coming back in the car sometimes and hitting the side of my car. And he just becomes like almost like aggressive in his mannerism, like his, the way he's doing things becomes very aggressive. And he's like, it's, it's as if he has lost his like, you know, well-dressed confidence man, uh, con. And now he's become more like animalistic. And that's when I start to notice like the way he's dressed. And I'm like, oh, the shoes that looked shiny in McDonald's now look very worn and sort of beaten down. And his clothes look worn and beaten down, you know, but from a distance in bright light, it looked, looked normal. And then I noticed that he doesn't have a Bluetooth earpiece in. He literally just has um, some really, really cheap headphones. And it looked like the wire went into his pocket with no phone, which made me convinced that he was not talking to anyone ever. And the only person he talked to was the person he talked to on the flip phone. And as you know, flip phones um, do not have regular headphone jacks most of the time. And I, that's when I'm just like, I don't know who I have in my car. What have I done? And that's when we start to head towards, um, towards the railroad tracks. And if you go over the railroad tracks, you start heading towards uh, 10th Street. And so now we're, we're headed towards one of the most aggressive streets um, in the area, basically, uh, you know. So at this point, um, he continues to talk about paying it forward, talk about the, the charging cables that he gave me, blah, blah, blah. And um, so then we get down to 10th, 10th and Keystone. And I'm thinking, oh, great, here we go. This is 10th Street. Like 10th Street and rural are some of the sketchiest areas, and we're only a couple blocks from rural. So I, my heart is pounding at this point. I'm thinking, what am I going to have to like jump out of the car and run from this guy? Is he going to pull a gun on me? Like I don't know what this guy is capable of. Anything could happen. My life is on the line. I could die. I could be robbed. I could lose my car. I could lose my, my livelihood. Um, and he goes, turn left on 10th. And I'm thinking, please tell me to pull into a gas station. Please tell me to pull in to some restaurant, like something that, that looks normal, like an, you know, a house. And he says, okay, uh, just up here, you're going to turn right at the alley. And I'm thinking, oh my God, the alley, are you kidding me? And so, you know, I, at this point I'm like, you know what? here it goes. I turn right at the alley and we go down this sketchiest alley I've ever seen. And 
my heart is pounding and I'm thinking, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. And just as that moment, he says, okay, stop right here. And he says, all right, see ya. And he jumps out of the car. And I keep driving and I'm thinking I'm alive. I didn't lose my car. I didn't lose my livelihood. But then I realized he never gave me a penny. He never gave me the $50. He never gave me anything. The only thing he gave me was some crap ass uh, charging cables that were probably worth like $4 a piece that he probably stole from a Goodwill or something. Um, and, but still I drove away and I was like, you know what? I didn't die. I'm okay. But the sinking feeling of I'm still not killing it. And I just wasted like a solid 22 minutes of my night on this guy, you know? And so, yeah, so I, I, I learned my lesson there and I since have never picked up anyone off the app. Um, but yeah, so that is my lift story. And, um, I, once again, thank you guys for listening and I will have more coming up soon. Bye-bye.